Hey, solopreneurs, what's up? Taylor here. Just wanted to give you a quick intro to this episode. It's going to be James Swiderski on, and he is doing a little series on how we are implementing trainings for companies that would like to uplevel their sales trainings. As many of you may know, we launched our new Society training app. We're already getting great results with it. So James is going to talk about a few things that we're able to implement within the app and ways we're getting great results. Whether you're on Society or not, you can go and implement these things today. But you can also go and book a demo at Society.co. So hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the inside. Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fell. I teach you to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What is going on, solarpreneurs? This is James Swarovski back with another Train to Win, where we are giving you the tools, strategies, techniques that you need to train world-class solar teams and In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the lessons I've learned the hard way from training over a thousand reps personally in the same room with them through my own companies, through my clients, and giving you some of these key tactics and mistakes to avoid so that you can build a world-class sales team yourself to scale your company to the moon. And if you like this type of content, stay tuned because I'm going to be coming back for more episodes. Um, Right now, you're going to be hearing a lot of me over the next couple weeks, but after that, we'll dial it back to like a monthly visit. I'll pop on and Taylor will be the primary guy, as always, the guys you you like the most, right? We all want to talk about Taylor. We all know he's the man. The myth, the legend, he's the guy, the head honcho, so I don't want to steal the light from him here. (laughs) So here we go. Let's go ahead and talk about some lessons I've learned from training reps, okay? And I want to give you my background on this so you see where I'm coming from and where some of these methodologies and strategies I've learned have come to pass. And the reality is my method of training reps is pretty different from what's happening, not only just in the solar industry, but any industry altogether. Um, I think that the solar industry is a little behind the times when it comes to training, developing uh, teams, marketing. So one of my core strategies and my personality and how I adopt these philosophies and have gotten really great results with clients in the past is actually looking outside of solar, looking in more established industries like real estate um, and applying those methodologies to my team. Uh, And some of them work, right? But some of them don't. And I'll be very frank with you, what's working, what's not. Um, We're only talking about what has worked well here on the show here. So uh, how I really got into training here, which is the first important thing I wanna talk about. is I actually was running daily meetings, right, with the first company I ever worked with. This was uh, five years ago, Evelar Solar over in Utah. They are no longer in business, but um, at the time, uh, we were doing, I would say about eight, eight million per year, um, about a year into my career, and we were running daily sales meetings, okay? I had about 11 guys, and these sales meetings were a couple hours long. They were going really well. 
and our company was looking for additional sales training, right? My team um, and me, my time was running thin as a manager, spending so much time with my reps. We didn't have a scalable system. We didn't have a, a course or anything like that. So our company was looking for something a little bit more scalable. So we went out and hired and bought uh, the Sandler training, if you guys have heard of that before. Um, I think they're based out of Utah too, which is where we were at at the time and why we uh, went with them. But anyway, we did this and they had a three-day kickoff meeting, okay? And we're sitting there and they group up all of my guys and myself uh, for these three-day boot camp style things, eight hours a day. And we're sitting there through these trainings and I kid you not, everybody's just bored out of their mind. You you know exactly what I'm talking about too if you've done anything of the sort with your team. Half the guys are messing around in the back. There's a couple guys that are attentive. People are trying to take notes, but the stuff's just way too complicated. And the biggest overarching question that's just hanging in the room, the elephant in the room is, how the heck do we apply this to solar, okay? Because we know that Sandler training guy, he was definitely not applying it to solar. We're just like, dude, how does this apply to solar? How's this gonna actually get me to the next deal, right? How's this gonna get me the next lead? That's all my guys are thinking. It's all I'm thinking. And I'm just like, oh, what the heck? And after we're done with this training, right? And they have a debrief with me and uh, the other management of the team uh, at the company here. And we're just like, oh, what? what actually comes from this. We felt like we just wasted our cash on training that our guys are not even gonna use. And that's exactly what freaking happened. Um, and this is absolutely crazy. In my industry, um, in training for enterprise sales is what I do with my company, Epic. Um, there's a stat, EdTech University did a study with this. Out of the $1.5 billion spent per year on sales training for companies, that's an average of $1,500 a year per rep, 87% of the content in sales training, live boot camps, courses, you name it, it's forgotten within 30 days. Think about that for a second. Almost 90% of sales training, or any it's any training as well, not just sales, it's forgotten within 30 days. Yet, we continue to do things the same way, just simply putting our guys into courses and hoping some miracle is gonna happen or doing one-on-one -on -one trainings with them where we know we just don't have time at the end of the day to do this with everybody at scale and expecting a miracle to happen again. Miracles are not gonna happen here with training, guys. You need to have a proven system and process to really make things scale. And this is what I learned the hard way. So here's what happened after we invested in this training. I realized and had an epiphany moment during this training, as my guys were saying, well, hey, James, your training's way better. I knew my training was better, right? But I couldn't be everywhere all the time with all of my reps. So this is where I decided, hey, what if I were to go put together a process and a system like these guys did, Sandler training for solar for my guys, and put it in a online learning platform, a course, I think I was doing like Teachable or something at the time, and I'll just put some of my best teachings on there and make my reps go through it on a regular basis, okay? So that's exactly what I did. And this was before like everybody was blasting off a course on social media or anything like that. Um, I was a super early guy on this, especially in solar. I was the only guy in solar doing this. Um, 
So I put this out, right? And the results just started flowing with my reps. All of a sudden, I had guys that were doing a couple deals a month, upwards of 12, 14 deals a month within 90 days. I had one guy, like he starts closing big commercial contracts all of a sudden and decides he's gonna go into commercial sales, right? Just stuff started popping off with my team. Um, and this is when our company started to scale. And I realized that I was onto something, right? Systematizing training and having a way for reps to personally train on their own time gave me the time to make critical decisions, update the training, lead my team, close big contracts, and make sure that I was making the most use of my skill set as a manager and a VP, right? So some of the things that really stood out as I was scaling this team up is first, and I'm gonna give you four tips. First, reps needed to be engaged personally and taught at their own unique level, okay? This is something we kind of intuitively know as we're training people that we wanna tailor the training to them, but this is the problem with third-party training. Adam Adam Sandler, what the? (laughs) Sandler Training System, Jordan Belfort, Cardone U, right? All great programs, great content, right? The only problem is it's not personalized to the rep. They're wondering how the heck does this apply to me? Or, hey, I've got this problem or this limiting belief. I don't know if I could do that. And then then they don't apply it, right? So you need to be engaging your reps personally, um, making sure that you're tailoring every single strategy to them and helping them on their individual levels, right? If they're a super advanced top producer guy like, Taylor was just having a guy on the show. I can't remember. He's doing like 35 deals. It's a guy at Taylor's company. If you haven't heard yet, um, he did like 37 deals in a month. Absolutely nuts, right? That guy's at a whole different level than someone who's brand new, okay? And he's going to require totally different type of training than a brand new guy. So you got to make sure that you have a way to personally engage and train those reps at their unique level, just like a video game would, right? If you go and play a video game, Super Mario Brothers, first level, it's going to be easy. Second level, a little bit more challenging. We only learn as people when we're actually being challenged at our unique individual level. This is why um, Taylor's uh, platform that he's built Soul Society in partnership with my uh, company Epic um, is so unique because we actually use gamification and uh, artificial intelligence to customize training difficulty for every single rep with solar specific content. Um, I'm not going to do a huge promo on that, but guys go to soulsociety.co. It's a freaking ridiculous revolutionary system we've built. Um, we do a results guarantee. We guarantee you're going to sell 20% more solar or your money back within four months. So you really have nothing to lose. Go check it out. Soulsociety.co. Anyway, off the soapbox here. So you have to engage in personalized training. Second is having a system for reps to train on their own time. All right. People really learn best when it's behind closed doors. Okay. I know I personally do, that's my preference, but even extroverts I've seen, like you need to have that alone time with your thoughts. If you're constantly just consuming information in the form of uh, personal training or boot camps or whatever, you have no time to process this and think how it applies to you. You need to give reps that alone time to do so without overwhelming them with three hour long videos, 
bite-sized content is key. So that's step number two. Step number three, realization number three here is reps need to be held accountable as many times as possible. And my goal was multiple times per day. Now you're probably thinking I'm freaking nuts right now, right? Because you're holding your reps accountable maybe twice a week if you're really on top of the game. Once a day, if you're really on point, but multiple times a day, what the hell? I'm telling you guys, it's common sense. The more often you hold your reps accountable on their training and their results, the better outcomes they will produce. It's very simple, okay? Reps, especially when they're beginning, usually are not driven enough, motivated enough to hold themselves accountable like this. Yeah, your top producers, like the guy I talked about, 37 deals in a month, he's holding himself accountable, right? Nobody gets those results without holding themselves accountable. But the majority of your reps are not at this level. They are not equipped with the mindset and tools yet to hold themselves accountable to high standards like this. In order to get them there and develop leaders on your team that do that type of accountability, self-accountability, you've got to guide them. You've got to be their training wheels, right? So my suggestion is multiple times a day. And one way we do this with our clients and how society helps is with what we call a pod check. So a pod check, and whether you sign up for society or not, I don't care. I'll give you the tool here for pod check. Here's all it is, right? Execution's everything. The ideas don't matter. The pod check is dividing your reps, your team into individual groups and pods of five to seven members. Okay. So big problem companies have is their teams are too big. They're like 10, 15 reps, right? Um, that doesn't do well because it's just too many people at the end of the day. So you divide your pod into five to seven reps, preferably five, and you put in charge of that pod, a pod leader. This could be the manager, but it could also just be another member of your team. I actually prefer that you use members of your team because it builds culture and morale. And that's a real cool hack to actually develop your next set of leaders is start giving some of your regular reps more responsibility. Um, and in these pod checks, what you do is you have a quick five minute check-in with your pod multiple times throughout the day. And what you do is the first pod check in the morning, you do a quick check on your goals for the week right? Where are your goals for the week on each individual rep? They give a report. Hey, I'm going to close two deals this week. I'm going to do 10 appointments and I'm going to do five appointments a day set knocking doors, whatever it is. I'm going to knock three hours. They all have their individual goals and they report those to the entire pod group. So everybody knows what everybody's numbers are, right? And then the pod leader will actually check the CRM and the metrics and say, Hey, John's at two. He wants to get to 10. John, how are you going to get eight deals in two days, man? He's like, uh, right. John's going to feel a little embarrassed. He's going to feel a little humiliated in front of his peers in the pod, right? This is why it works so well because extreme transparency is lacking in most sales teams. When everybody's numbers are just present and you could see who's slacking off, you mark my words, what happens with your team? All of a sudden they start moving. They just start taking action because they are embarrassed. They're whatever, they're uncomfortable. And that's good. Your sales team should be uncomfortable every single day if you want them to grow. So that's the first part. And then they say what they're gonna do for the day. What is the goal for the day? 
and they discuss any challenges, issues they need to overcome. And they do these little check-ins throughout the day. And the pod leader is in charge of initiating these check-ins constantly. In the morning, first thing, obviously. 11 in the morning, right before lunch. 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock after lunch, evening, right? Making sure everybody's updating their metrics. You're quite literally outsourcing that babysitting that managers hate doing. You're outsourcing that to your team and creating an organized way for your team to get involved. It's kind of like a, a mini networking or a business networking group like BNI where it's member-led. You want your team coaching and pushing each other to the next level. So that's a pod check. That's how you hold your reps accountable so consistently. Um, and then the last part I want to give you here is about motivation. Okay. So how do you actually motivate reps consistently? There's a lot of ideas on this and I'll go more in depth on some other episodes, but the biggest thing I want to talk about is action led motivation. And if you listen to my first episode with Taylor, where we introduced this series, I kind of alluded to this, but the biggest mistake that companies make with contests and incentives is they only uh, incentivize the deal, right? The problem with this is the only guys who are really motivated for the deals are already your five, five top five to 10% of your reps, your top producers. The rest of the guys just say, ah, screw it. Taylor, Johnny, James, they're just going to get it because they're on the top of their game. I'm not even going to try, right? This is a mistake. And quite literally, if you perform this way, there's almost no reason to even hang on to the bottom of 90% of reps. You might as well get rid of them if you're not going to incentivize them and motivate them as well. So the solution to this actually comes down to tracking, right? Um, If you know how many appointments it takes to close a deal on your average rep and you know how many leads, how many doors need to be knocked to set an appointment and you know these metrics by heart and you actually know them, you're not just fudging them, right? Then you will have the confidence to place an incentive or a prize or whatever on some of these actions that create a sale, like an appointment set or a door knocked, right? Some of the top companies I've worked with, they will create their own banking system, quite literally, They'll create like a Venmo card for their reps and reps are rewarded every time they set an appointment. They're literally paid out instantly, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is, into their company bank account where they could pay pay themselves instantly, withdraw it to their own bank, right? And start using those funds. That incentivizes the action, okay? Um, Michael O'Donnell's been on the show, right? He talks about the mini habits. This is mini habits, right? How, whatever you want to call it, incentivizing the actions that create the results. This is how we get ourselves to do uncomfortable and difficult things as reps, CEOs, founders, whatever, right? Human beings. You need to give yourself a reward and your reps a reward for the first step, the second step, the third step. The only way you could do this with confidence that you're not going to lose money, you need to have the systems in place. So guys, to review here, Lessons I've learned from training a thousand reps. Reps need to be engaged personally and taught on their own unique level and challenged individually. Reps need to be able to train on their own time and have clear tracking and expectations in place. Third, reps need to be held accountable multiple times a day. Pod check is one of my favorite way to do the favorite ways to do this. And then lastly, reps need to be motivated with action-led results. Right. So. The last thing I want to leave you here is the core lessons I know today 
as someone who's coached a thousand reps, scaled multiple solar companies past eight figures per year, um, who's personally sold over 500 deals myself. Um, these are some truths that cannot be faltered with. These are things that all of the sales greats, all of the sales gurus, leaders, top guys in any industry will tell you are a matter of a fact. And if you adopt these four principles I'm about to give you, no matter what sales training process you have, what products you have, your reps will be ahead of nine out of 10 of your competition. So here they are. Number one, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, okay? You cannot expect all of your reps to want to train if you do not have the proper culture in place. This is a mistake that nearly every sales team I see makes. They have a culture against training, right? They buy a training program, and the reason they buy a training program is because their sales are poor. That's a mistake, right? One of the worst times to buy sales training is when your sales are poor, okay? Second, the founder and CEO just doesn't want to train their reps, and they buy training thinking it's going to fix it, right? This is the wrong mindset. You've set the culture that we are a lazy organization, essentially. Now, whether you like that or not, I don't really care, but this is the culture and what it communicates to your reps. Um, the, your mindset personally around training and self-development, you as the founder, VP, director, that mindset will bleed down to your sales reps. Um, whether you want to or not, this is how people learn. This is how parents raise kids, right? They say one thing, hey, don't do this, but if the kid sees you, the parent, doing whatever, watching TV, playing video games, eating junk food, whatever it is, the kid's going to do exactly what you just did, right? So if your reps don't know about you learning, they don't know you're reading books, they don't know you're taking courses, training, then they're not gonna wanna do this. This is not a culture of accountability uh, when it comes to learning and training, right? And then the last part is you need to cut the fat, okay? If you've got reps that refuse to log on to their training and you've held them accountable for it, you quite literally need to fire them off your team, even if they're producing revenue. And this is the part where it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of balls to do this, quite honestly. Um, and the way that I have found that's easiest to muster up that courage to fire somebody for not training is to know your metrics. Um, and know that you've done all you can to create the culture of training. And quite literally, that conversation goes very upfront, very aggressive with your team. And you say, guys, we are making a radical change to a training environment and training-obsessed culture with our team. I want you guys to do the very best you can, perform at your highest level, and I've invested in the tools, training, technology, mentors to help you get there, and I put everything on the line for you guys. Okay, And what I'm asking you is that you jump ship with us and you cut off all options and you fully commit to training and developing yourselves. And we're going to hold you guys accountable on this. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to personalize the training for you. But we ask that you do this. And those of you that do not comply with this, this is going to be a true testament if you're a right fit for our team or not. And it's okay if you're not. 
if this sounds too intense for you guys, you guys can leave. That's all right. We'll give you a recommendation for the next job. I'm just letting you know our culture, we're about to make some radical changes here, and I want you guys to be fully on board and committed to this. And after you have this talk with the team and you rally the troops, right, you go and you talk to each one of them personally and you say, is this a good fit for you, John, right? Like, are you on board with this, right? And you have these conversations and you get them to commit. And you're gonna find that some of your reps are gonna say, this is a little too much for me. I'm not in on this. This isn't what I signed up for. And you've gotta be willing to let that person go. Now, today it might be scary to let that person go. But what you're not seeing is the second, third, fourth order consequences of this decision. By deciding to be a training organization, a self-development-led organization, you are building a new culture, a new mentality, a new energy around the office, a new dedication and motivation your reps will have. You're going to start attracting better talent. You're going to start seeing better results. But you will not be able to do this if you have stragglers who are not on board. You have to cut those guys or get them on. There's no in-between. So that's step number one. Can't lead a horse to water, but you uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it. Principle number two. Mindset and personal beliefs are almost always the sales training problem for reps. Okay? It is like almost never a skill issue. Okay? Your reps don't have an issue with their script on the door. That's not why they suck on the door. Okay? You might be saying, well, what, what do you know, James? Like, listen. If your reps had zero fear of what anybody thought about them, they would have no issue knocking doors because after five, 10 attempts, 20, 50, 100 reps, right, of just going at it and learning from rejection, they would have the best script in the freaking world, okay? Think of it like an artificial intelligence algorithm, okay? The way AI learns, if you're not familiar with it, is quite literally learning from failure. It's just like humans. AI learns by going out there, implementing a algorithm, a solution to a problem, and it tests it and it bounces it, right? It bounces it back and it usually fails. And it starts doing absolutely crazy things when AI starts uh, working in a system, okay? It starts just failing, doing dumb stuff. If a human was a algorithm, right? An artificial intelligence algorithm. It would be like a rep walking around and pitching like people's mailboxes instead of doors. Okay. Just doing stupid, stupid stuff. Right. But every single failure leads that algorithm to learn from its mistake. And it just looks at it as testing. It's not a personal failure, right? It's just testing. It's just another way not to do it. It's just like Thomas Edison and the light bulb, a thousand ways not to do it right? If your reps didn't have fear or personal beliefs or mindset issues, they would do it just like this. They would just keep showing up and showing up, refining, iterating their, their, their abilities and boom, they'd make it happen. So that's my proof. Skills are not the issue. Okay. Personal development is the problem with almost all of your reps, right? They have too much baggage. They have fear over what others are thinking of them. They want to be liked more than they want to make a sale. Okay. There's quite a few of these objections. They have money mindset issues. They have issues with following up. They don't believe they could close a one leg or appointment because they wouldn't with their spouse. The list is endless, right? So 90% of your time and your training should really be spent in this area. That's what I'm trying to get across here. So principle number three, 
You need to be growth-minded and developing your own skill set as a leader, right? Culture is passed down. I talked about this already. I won't go into it any further, but if you're not consistently developing yourself as a leader, it is affecting your culture. Mark my words. Principle number four, tracking is everything, all right? This is a big one. I hated tracking when I was selling full-time. Never wanted to use a CRM. My company was always telling me to use the CRM, but you know what they didn't tell me? They didn't tell me why it was important. And that is not something I learned until I tried to start my own solar company three times before having a initial success. I realized that tracking was absolutely everything. I'm not even exaggerating with this. Tracking and numbers just equal results at the end of the day. Business is math. The companies I've seen that survive or go under, it's the ones who understand their numbers and those who don't. Now, when I say tracking, what does this mean, right? This is not just tracking sales. This is tracking everything you possibly can in the sales process. So exactly how many emails were sent, follow-up emails were sent by each rep? How many calls were done? What was the length of each call on the appointment setting call? How long did it take to get to setting the appointment on each phone call, right? How many leads were set? How many doors were knocked, right? How many appointments? How long was each appointment? How long was each appointment till the credit was checked? Like you can go really in depth here. And I can tell you that the big guys, the big companies you see, the 50 to $100 million companies, they are maniacal about tracking. Absolutely obsessed about tracking. So how do you get your reps on board with tracking, right? Because you're probably saying my reps won't even use the CRM. Same thing as the training culture. We are a CRM tracking culture now. Get on board or get out. You don't have to be that blunt, obviously. But that's what this is at the end of the day. You have to make some very critical decisions with leading your team if you want to scale and grow past the seven-figure to low eight-figure range. That's kind of where most companies plateau after they figure out their leads and whatnot. They're hiring on reps, and they're getting stuck there, and it's because of these two things. They do not have a training culture. They do not track properly, and they do not train properly. Tracking, culture, absolutely key. So guys, that is it. That is what I've learned, training a 1,000 reps, pretty in-depth stuff. Um, again, I don't expect a ton of people to apply it, but for the few companies out there who are saying, damn it, like I am missing a couple of these things, go and apply them. This is hundred percent free stuff. Um, I used to pay and charge clients tens of thousands of dollars a month for this stuff. I don't do it anymore. I don't do consulting for solar companies anymore. I'm 100% in on just training and scaling uh, companies through Taylor's program, Society, and my company Epic outside of solar. So I'm quite literally spilling the best of the best stuff on this podcast. You guys, please go apply it. Please go use it. Um, I don't just put it out for free. I'm doing these episodes 100% free of time because I care about you guys and I want you guys to benefit from my knowledge and experience in the industry. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Again, if you want to Check out what it'd be like to scale your team past eight figures per year with results guaranteed, a 20% increase guarantee in four months or less with Soul Society. Go to soulsociety.co, S-O-L-C-I-T-Y.co or hit up Taylor Armstrong on Facebook or me on LinkedIn and we'll set you guys up. All right, guys, I'll see you soon. 
Hey solar printers, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new solar learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with the top performers in the industry, and it's called Soul Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give solar pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Society is closed to the public and membership is by invitation only, but solarpreneurs can go to soulsociety.co to learn more and have the option to join a waitlist when a membership becomes available in your area. Again, this is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners, so be sure to go to www.solciety.co to join the waitlist and learn more now. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again in the next episode.